You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Hello everyone and welcome back to our Bad Batch Recaps here on For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. It is Andrew, Don, and Connor here today to talk about episode 4 of the Bad Batch season 2. It was titled Faster, and this one, for all the tech girlies out there, you had to be in your glory. Because this was a tech-centric episode and it was uh, it was pretty fun. Like, I, I shared my thoughts and I'll, I'll have my thoughts here, but it was... After how heavy the solitary clone was last week, it was it was kind of nice to get a little bit of a, a break. Although it does feel kind of weird, but again, I'll, I'll I'll talk about that later. How are you guys doing today? I'm just trying to get through the day, if I'm being honest. But how, how are we tired? Doing? Yeah, I'm a yeah. A little tired. I, I'm, so. I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I mean, Don almost didn't make it. He had some uh, last minute. Unforeseen technical, technical problems, technical itches, but I'm here. It's all, it's all good. Uh, happy to be here for my first bad batch recap, which has yes. been, you know, it's been a good, it's been really uh, good overall. Like, you know, the open, the two part opener was like really fun, kind of like you know standard bad batch stuff, and then solitary clone comes out, and it's one of the best animated Star Wars ep episodes. So yeah, as any, and, and like you said, after how heavy it was, it was nice to kind of go to this and actually have something that was a bit more like uh, breezy in a sense. Yeah, it was it was a very easy watch, is, is what I will say, like for sure. But still full um, of character. Yeah. Um, so as Don suggested beforehand, um, we're going to start off before we get deep into the Bad Batch by just real quickly going over our big thoughts on the Mando Season 3 trailer. Um, I did put out a little quick little recaps slash breakdown of the trailer over there on the For the Republic YouTube page. So you can check that out. Basically talked about what we know that we can expect in the season so far and uh, what we've seen from the marketing so far. But overall, I thought it was a really good trailer. Uh, I was expecting yeah. some more of the Bo-Katan stuff, but it was a really nice way of introducing like or getting us back into the feel of, okay... This is Din and Go Grogu going on an adventure. Uh, it really emphasized the Mandalore stuff, which I really like. We got to see a bunch of Mandalorians in action. We got to see uh, Sundari, like, post Night of a Thousand Tears, which is a little heartbreaking. But getting to see Mandalore in live action again is going to be awesome. And we got to see a bunch of the, like, usual suspects for Mando. Uh, for Mando. We got Pelimoto. We got uh, Grief Karga. Uh, and then we got a droid bar, which that's all you got to say there is love it. Cantina. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a really fun trailer. I'm super excited for the show. Yeah, I'd like saying basically that's my overall thoughts. It was just really fun. I, I kind of like that they're doing the season two thing again, where they're like, they're holding back, obviously, obviously big surprises for like the main episodes, but they're just showing enough to get you hyped. Like we, we got to see a gauntlet fighter in action with some tie interceptors that's really cool uh it's cool to see grogu sort of coming into his own really with his force abilities some more and and the jedi there's gonna be more jedi flashbacks and we're going to yeah. coruscant i mean there seems to be debate about whether it's hosnian prime i'm sticking with coruscant because 
I think they're probably going to have Mando go there with Grogu to visit the Jedi Temple, which just like it has me hyped because I, I are we going to get? It's like, probably going to prompt the flashback because we're definitely yeah. finding out who saved him. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we going to see hyped. it in Imperial Palace mode? Like, is it still going to be like that, or are they going to be like uh, changing it back? Like, I, it would be. I just, I'm really hyped about that. I mean. I also would love to see Hosnian Prime. So either option is just really, really cool. My favorite thing is is like because Coruscant is such a beloved planet, but like everyone's like, "Oh my God, Coruscant's back finally!" I'm like, "We literally just had it last month in Andor." <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I got super excited when I saw it because this will be our first time seeing if it is Coruscant, like you said, it could be Hosnian Prime. But I got super excited because. This is going to be the first time we see it, like in this post Return of the Jedi setting. So, I thought we were going to get that in Rise of Skywalker for sure. We didn't end up doing that. So, to see it here, I'm super excited. And then we know that uh, Doctor Pershing is there, which means Connor got to film scenes in Coruscant, which is pretty awesome. And I'm assuming that's where Gideon is going. Pre detached you know. retina. <laughs> yes, exactly. So pre one eyed night status. Yeah, you, you shot it before before the before the dark times. Um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm hyped. Uh March 1st can't get here any sooner. And then that that little scene of Grogu using the force at the end was super fun. And then how could I yeah. forget the Anzellans? Are we gonna get Babu Frick in Mando season three? Like that would be cool. That would yeah, be, be so cool. awesome. Also, uh, anything else featuring this bad boy is yeah, like, exactly. All the has shots. me excited. I, I yeah, don't want to risk N one. I don't want to risk breaking mine again, like I did during the Blue Shadow Virus episode. So I'm going to keep oh. it over there on the shelf. Um, but no, yeah, like all those shots, especially the one of them like in the rain, was I loved, and then the one of like all the fireworks going off on Tatooine. It looks the most vibrant it's ever looked, and then same with uh, Navarro. Like it looked, it looks straight up like. Like uh, Batu, like at this point, like the way yeah. it's shown, like how it's thriving now under grief's rule, is pretty awesome to me. So yeah, Mando season three. Hopefully, it's gonna be kick ass. We're gonna have our recaps here on the uh, on the on the podcast feed. Gonna be interesting how we handle two shows at the same time, but we'll figure it out. So getting into Bad Batch. So like we mentioned, this was. Like, I was like, okay, so this has to be, like, what kind of episode are we getting this week? And then people were like, oh, it's going to be a tech racing episode. And I was like, are you sure? Like, that just it doesn't, like, after the Cody stuff, I'm like, we're going to do that. But, like, again, I, I will be completely upfront with you guys because we had, like, the Discord going. And Don and Connor were both like, oh, my God, that episode was so fun. I loved it. And I was like, guys, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> so I, I and from what I've seen, it's been a, a little both. Like my timeline has been mostly positive, but I know there's yeah a bit of negative feedback for it, which is why I just I like I feel bad that I'm gotta be the one guy going like I didn't like this one because I am like the bad batch guy here. I love this show. I was so hyped for it. I was like consistently like this show was great last uh 2021 I can't believe it's almost two years ago so point. what didn't work for you i just the whole time i thought that it could have just like i felt like they went the safe route 
they went the very familiar territory with the story. It just felt very predictable. It felt like I've seen it before. And just like I mentioned on my Twitter, but it goes without saying, this like it was such a missed opportunity to not only have some pod racing elements, but also include resistance characters, which is the racing show. Uh, and I, I did like the whole riot racing stuff. It's literally Star Wars Mario Kart, if people as people have joked. But like it just felt like uh, we're doing a sit episode right now. And like we're building it looks like we're building towards something, which I, I like because my main critique of the show has been they keep building towards the batch doing something more. And it, it just never is it just, happening. It's it's like yeah. taking yeah. forever. Because Which I guess, it is. They're like, stuck with Sid, and I feel like this should have been done and over with about episode eight of last season, or like yeah. halfway through last. And but they're still there, and so to have an episode where I I'm not going to call it filler, but to have an episode where like half the batch is off doing uh, Galactic Uber Eats, so we don't even get Echo and Hunter. So it's been two episodes since they've even shown up, and then just have this one. Where they're just okay, we're doing security, and then we eventually get some nice ca- uh, tech character development. So I see why the episode was needed. The whole time I was just like, you know, this is this is fun, but I don't know. I just felt like I immediately I was like, okay, so tech's gonna race, he's gonna win, and then what happened? Tech's gonna race, tech's gonna tech won, and it, it, we got some little nice things that like didn't make it like oh man i hated this or anything like that like yeah i will talk about them obviously but i just wish i liked it more this is all i'm saying because i that's I, it's, fair yeah it's like it's, more it, than it's, a different, it's a different thing when like something is like almost universally disliked and you're like okay oh, i didn't like that either it's a different thing when like every you see everyone you know liking it except for jake which like you know <laughs> Jake Jake is noted for loving all Star Wars. Uh but very noted. Very noted. Very. But when you see everyone <laughs> in your timeline talking about how this was one of your favorite Bad Batch episodes and you watch it and you're just like, yeah, I didn't like that that much. It just it feels weird. I mean, so I, don't I get know. it cuz like some of this Sid's like we get some interesting stuff with Sid like what she like pockets of like what she was like before. Pockets. Um pockets of and <laughs> I just lost my train of thought because of that goddamn quote. No, you're fine. I should have thought of a better word. No, but like we get like it, we get some insight, like just a teeny bit, teeny little insight, teeny bit, teeny bit, teeny little insight. I can't speak today. Um, into what Sid's life was like pre pre like the Bad Batch, like yeah. coming into her viewpoint. Um. And it's like, and then like it's that sort of push and pull of like, is she gonna go back to those ways, or is she gonna like rise above it and keep doing what she's doing and hopefully become a better person? You never know. And yeah. so like maybe something happens because there is that there is that detail that Sid says. Now I guess I guess I owe you one. And it's like mm-hmm. bet you that's gonna come back later. We'll yeah, see. because see, the episode at the end really sets it up as like, is Sid gonna turn? Or are they going to, like... Yeah. I think she's going to do a Lando. 
I, I can see it coming. I feel like the the well, I mean, the predictable thing would be that she is she does a Lando, she betrays the Bad Batch, but then she goes against her previous nature and helps them out. Which you know, this is I feel like Sid is finally kind of getting thematically linked with the Batch and like the actual themes of the show because I. Th- I don't hate Sid, but Sid has definitely been sort of the baggage that's been dragging the show down a bit. Because, like, as you said... She's the quest giver. Yeah, yeah, she is kind of the quest giver. But, like, ever since uh, the Batch... For me, Bad Batch has season one kind of stalled a little bit. uh, From the moment they got to Ord Mantell and they just kind of settled into doing odd missions for Sid. Like, that's, you know, the, the, the main episode that, like, stood out to me during that whole period from there to the finale was was the one in which the batch are initially not involved and that was the Ryloth two-parter mm-hmm. but I actually I, I kind of liked that this episode did um finally give us some thematic linking between Sid and the batch you know she she clearly was like a more you know amoral character before and the the opening episodes did kind of hint quite heavily like she said she literally says my operation's not going to be around forever like the empire's going to eventually get here which is very like heavy foreshadowing for what's going to happen like you know they may be doing these missions now but clearly the status quo is going to be upended heavily by the end of the season which is like long overdue so i I agree with both of your points and speaking of foreshadowing there was that little line that tech says in the beginning where he says nor is it a proper use of our skill set and it's like, yeah, because it's like they haven't yeah. really done much with their skills, especially exactly. tech. And then we get an episode where tech's able to use his skill sets for something. Yeah, especially really, like, really interesting. We saw yeah. in the premiere Echo start to be like, we should be doing way more. And now I feel like we're slowly seeing everyone else go in that direction. Yeah. How do you thing- guys feel about? Not every episode, including every member of this season. I don't think that that, that was actually going to be a point I was going to make. The thing I like the most about season two so far, even though we're only four episodes in, is the fact that like they're given time to like a member or two of the batch to give them development because that was kind of lacking in season one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because most of them were always together. Yeah. Because it kind yes. of reminds me of like an issue that like uh, you know uh, I'm going to bring Doctor Who into it, but it reminds me of an issue that happened with like uh, the 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 most recent era of the show where like you know usually the Doctor has companions. There were like three of them, or at least or two or three of them uh, for the whole of Jodie Whittaker's run, and that often did bog the story down a little bit because you had you often had an overstuffed cast, so you had to like keep giving other characters like these things to do, and that often meant. Uh, shouting off exposition and stuff which is like you know no no like disrespect man i i really liked uh jody whittaker's era of the show but i feel like bad batch had a similar problem in season one where like characters like tech and echo would often get relegated to kind of exposition and the occasional comic relief which you know to be fair was hilarious <laughs> i'm echo but uh I have to give season Turn two major drops. Yes. They they've come out they've come out and immediately focused. Like aside from the one crosshair episode, both of the main batch episodes have focused on Tech and Echo, the two characters who were neglected the most through season yeah. one. But and, the crosshair episode was so important, and it's going yeah. to be so important throughout the season. So I will forgive them because last week Connor and I brought up a good point. It's like, how do we feel about the fact that it seems like every like 
amazing episode of this show that handles the broader theme of the Imperial transition, the Batch are like not the main focus of it. And like, yeah. I feel like that might be an issue. The other thing that kind of bummed me out about this week, this week's episode, is the fact that the first three episodes were so heavy on that broader Imperial transition story, whether they had the Batch in it or not. And then it was just completely separated from that this week. No Empire, just uh, Captain Gantu from Lilo and Stitch showing up and being like, I want I want my money. And that was Eddie Hudson, Captain wasn't it? For it, was, it, was, it was, yeah. yeah. There was a couple was... of really great uh, voice cameos in this one. Uh, including... sure. is, is that the first time we've seen a Duotan uh, in animation? Because I'm, I'm not sure, because obviously they, they're from... Uh, the Force Awakens, like there's that big one, and then there's there's also like uh, what, is it Panata who's a Duotan in the High Republic? Yes, yeah. It's just it's really cool to like they're really well suited to animation. Is that what like, the Ninth group. Sister is too? Yes, or... yes, okay. she is a Duotan. Yes, yeah. It's just it's I I think those that species is so well suited to animation it, because I, they're like it, big bruiser types. I think it has to be because I can't yeah. think of anything else that would have been in besides Resistance. Yeah. Um, but no, it, like the the character designs are really cool. We can go into that world that they go to because it's it's filled with life. And like I said, that's why I was like, racing, colorful planet, Yeager's got to show up, right? Like we got to get some resistance things here. And then it just never came. So I just felt like I set myself up for nothing. But I'm like, okay, it makes sense that we get something here. I, I would have uh, my favorite thing about this episode was the snarky announcer during the uh yeah. during yes the then we got uh tech tech uh, te that's that, that's his name that's, tech? Is, that's is that it? all he's got tech like, it? it killed the one me. thing that did bother me though because we saw like a bunch of the other riot racers and like we got a bunch of cool aliens we got like a uh red commando droid which was awesome yeah, but then we get two protocol droids, and I feel like that's a yeah. missed opportunity. Like you that should was... like get something else in there. Like... Yeah, I could tell they were. You could tell they were padding the cast out yeah. a bit, which is like a shame because, like you said, there was a commando droid. There was that one droid that was like a protocol droid with a battle droid head on doing the the like uh, yeah. thingy victory victory uh, sign, and then you also had the uh, what's yeah the main rival uh, to. to to Echo, which who was I, th I think he's the Berman. same species. Yeah, he's the same species as Cleek Holdfast from the Phantom Menace, which is just super cool. I, I like yeah. that they've at least snuck another like pod racing because you don't see as many of the pod racing alien species there. Like I kind of love to see more of them. Like where's Dud Bolt species or Team Topal? Team I can't I can never say his last name. Just that the guy Gasgano. with the like Gasgano exactly. Like just or any of any of them really. Yeah. The yeah, thing, so. um, there were two themes that I really liked that were tackled in this episode. The whole thing, the whole rejection of offense is the best defense, and tech was just like, that's that's not technically that's not entirely yeah. true, and how ingenuity, either human ingenuity or enhanced. Enhanced human ingenuity, clone ingen uh, clone ingenuity, meta human, metro yeah, <laughs> yeah, metro human ingenuity is able to um overcome technology and fear with the whole like don't go through the short don't go through the tunnel on the left yeah and tech was like give me a readout let's see what yeah. we got 
Like that, that was, was so cool. Like okay, yeah. So I was like, obviously, the moment the that they showed that that's that uh, off limits track, I was like, oh, you gotta go there. You gotta see what like yeah. you gotta see, do that. And the moment I realized it was like a jump, I was like, sure, okay, oh, oh, that's cool. I didn't expect that it to be like a thing where he just like drives up the ceiling. That was just that was cool. That actually subverted my expectations in like a yeah. tiny way. Literally like, turned into Mario Kart. The whole. <laughs> The whole race, like that was obviously the highlight of the episode for me. And the yeah. fact that the crowd started chanting tech at the end, that yeah. was great. Like, and just like, he has just no emotion, really but like, you can tell that he, he gives the yeah. so tech. Um, but like, the race for me, you can't tell me that Matt Miknovitz didn't watch the Dave Waddle 800 meter race for context. And this will be quick. 1972 Olympic final 800 meters. 800 meters is two laps around a track because the track is 400 meters. Yes. Dave Waddle, an American. The race, go the gun goes off, the race starts. Dave Waddle is in last place. And this is a fast race, um, mind you. This is a fast field. He's in last place by the first lap. But, but then by like the... The first 200 meters of the second lap, he starts just inching his way through, starts picking guys off, starts going through. And by like the last 150 meters, this man is just, this man wins the race. Like you just got to see, like you got to see it to believe it with that race. Cause it's just like, he goes from last and he just starts just making his way to the front, getting through to the front of the pack and he just and he makes it, and that's the exact. And like, I'm pretty sure it was like kind of close between first and second with that race, because it was exactly the same thing with the uh, um, the tech race, riot, the riot racer race. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Same thing. He was, so he was play a riot race game. It. it would be oh, so fun. Like, I imagine if, like, at Celebration, they just announced Star Wars Riot Racer, and it's just, like, it's an all-platform thing. I would play the shit out of that. that I it mean, just it's looks been so much since, fun. what, like, Racer Revenge, since we've had a racing yeah. game? Like, come on, I, I loved, like, Star Wars Episode One Racer, like, that That was my shit. I played that so much, and it was so, so cool. It was, like, Wipeout or F-Zero, so, like, this is basically the, Mar the, Mario, the Mario Kart to, um, uh, Episode one pod races F zero mm. effectively. Yeah. No, it would be such yeah, a cool I would definitely game. Play so we, that game. Oh yeah, and Kevin kind of score. Can we oh my god, Kevin? the techno has returned. Techno for tech. Yes, like it, it, if this episode was a launching pad for a, a riot racing game, I take back everything I said. I'm like, no, this is <laughs> this is a great this is a great idea. But we got introduced because they're on here. And this is another thing of like, yeah, is, Sid, is Sid like really this dumb? Because she's like, all right, I'm going to sponsor this droid, Teo, who is Ben Schwartz, first of all. And it took me a second because at first I was like, why does this sound like Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch? Like, did they get Kevin McDonald for this? I'm like, no, it's not him. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Ben Schwartz. And it, like it took Sonic. He's back. Sonic, John go Ralphio, BB-8, one half of yeah. BB-8. I completely forgot about that until someone yeah. brought up that. He helped uh, put up the voice for VB8. Uh, so but, it's like a fitting role for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. To, like, voice this snarky droid who just like wants to. He just wants to go fast. Yeah. Yeah, and he was he was quite funny. I loved his like how tech immediately was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, <laughs> could not stand him. 
Uh, they had a, a lot of good back and forth, but what do you know? Like he has his race, and uh, the the big gangsters destroy him, sabotage him. So Sid is uh, captured, and basically Omega, being the pure wholesome little lad that she is, is like, all right, so we're gonna race again. Uh, we're gonna if, strike a deal. Yeah, we're gonna strike a deal. It's like if you win, it's double the payment, uh, and if we win, we get Sid back. Uh, which again, it's like little subtle, like Omega isn't the focus here, but like just the little subtle things that like add to her character and show that like, if it does get to the point where Sid double crosses the batch, she's probably going to be the most affected because the other members of the batch probably just see her as an employer, even though they have some loyalty to her and the same can be said for Sid. Like she probably just sees them as like her clients. Omega sees Sid as like pseudo family, and yeah. when the time point, actually when the time comes that we do see this because it's like she is harboring fugitive clones. So like if what the guy the Duoten is saying does come true and she does give them the boot or betray them or give them up to the Empire. She that's going to be a big emotional hurdle for her, and it's going to be very nice for her character development. Um, which I do like how the fact that Omega is aside from the solitary clone, she's the only one that showed up in every episode so far. Because, well, except yeah, except, except for the solitary clone, because if she is still the focus, and then like we'll have episodes where Tech and Wrecker aren't there, or we'll have episodes like this one where Hunter and Echo were delivering uber eats it'll it'll be different to just have omega still have that core development midnight may lou run that, that's yes. just like that title of like you know you can have that one for free Lucas someone film. said it's like if next week's episode is just their perspective i'll forgive it but i'm like do we really like i don't know but i i thought it was a funny joke um but i am interested in seeing where that goes i also really liked how they rebuilt tail we've got this snark with tech and then he's just immediately run over again yeah (laughs) that was hilarious i just i i i kind of like you could feel it kind of coming when he just like turned back i was like is he gonna get hit or something and then he just gets absolutely wiped out and you have like that i regret i regret nothing (laughs) it's like that character could have been very annoying like uh, if it was a different performer but i feel like ben schwartz is like really good at like kind of bringing that exuberance to like characters like that like that's why i think he's so good as like sonic in the sonic the hedgehog movies and like in other voice roles that he's done like ducktales so yeah he's he was just perfect casting for this role it was like really yeah. brief but yeah I, I mean i would play as teo in a in a riot racer game i would not i would just destroy Teo. i would just destroy <laughs> Teo. <laughs> you just wipe him out tech meme <laughs> Yeah, yeah absolutely tech man yeah. tech should be the anakin of like riot racer you know that's that's your guy he yeah exactly I would, yeah I, I just it, i liked the whole last like, thing i agree with you andrew i would have loved to see some pod racing stuff like imagine like, if know... imagine if one of the racers was sub- like Saboba or just someone <laughs> random like there's someone that would have been so cool oh, like my guy thing my guy ben quadranaro is just like or Dud stumbling Bolt. stumbling yes. through, like, uh, Dud Bolt, yeah. No, yeah, Dud Bolt is my man. Ben Quadranaras is my side man, yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Like, there, yeah. it would have been cool. Um, 
Like, because imagine just tech pod racing. That would have been yeah. amazing. But I feel did. like tech could do it. Like, because they have that whole thing. I, I want maybe they, maybe the justification was, oh well, you know, like pod racing, because like they have a thing about humans. Because Anakin is the supposed to be the only human who can do pod racing. But I think tech would be able to to deal with it because of the speed. But like the the, the whole reason Anakin could do it was because of he he had the reflexes. Well, he had the force, so he could as Qui-Gon say, see things before they happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I, it would have been cool to see, but I, I did like the, the little world they set up. It, it is great, because to me, at least, it felt very Phantom Menace, but oh, it's yeah. just a new angle. They had the announcing, very Phantom Menace. The, the announcing dings when, like, when uh, just before the race starts, which I just thought was really cool. I felt like, like you said, the whole race was just, like, the highlight of the episode. It yeah. was really well shot, really well lit. The course was actually really fun. You know, they had it, it also did remind me of episode one racer, like it's particularly kind of like the Uvu four levels, you know, where you mostly go through like these like really tight tubes of like, uh, it's just, yeah, it was just really, it was just a really cool sequence. Like, uh, it, it wasn't like mold breaking or anything or like this, like really different kind of story, like, like the solitary clone, but I kind of like that it kind of shows the flexibility of the Bad Batch as a season that you can have this really dark, heavy, atmospheric story like the Solitary Clone that follows Crosshair, and then you can have this more breezy episode with Tech. But I actually do think this will wind up being important for Tech, because like at the end, you kind of get a sense, like obviously it's, he's he feels recognized there, but I almost wonder if this is like a light bulb moment for him that will kind of sway him towards what Echo is saying. Because Echo... Echo's whole thing is that they should be doing more. That they, they're better. They have they have more of a purpose beyond just, you know, like uh, doing odd mercenary missions for Sid. And yeah. here, here is Tech sort of starting to realize that, like, oh, I can actually apply my genius, my aptitude with technology for something other than war. Like, like this, I feel like this is kind of his character. And he doesn't even he doesn't even use the weapon system either. That's the other thing. That was the best bit. When he jumped the weapon section and he's like, oh, they were slowing me down. And then he just speeds up. It's like, ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Like, I would, like, if they do a sequel to this, because I, I could see Tech sort of doing a bit of riot racing on the side, like, in, a, in, in this overall story, they have to absolutely call it more intense. Like, faster <laughs> and more intense. Like, you just, you gotta do it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they this just sets up like an arc where just tech gets like a big like even more of an ego than he already has. It's like no, I'm a riot racing superstar. Yeah. Leaves and the he races against Jaeger. Ah, oh, that would be awesome. But that you mentioned like... the the Phantom Menace stuff and like even down to like the pre ceremony that they have in the Phantom Menace. Like they have the exact same thing here with the announcer, and then you got oh and uh, uh, tech like I said, which that and then Wrecker's like little remarks while tech is racing like made the sequence for me it's like oh come on like the whole time you gotta be in front it's like yes it's like oh you're still in last place it was just great but then it starts and then tech you could say he feels the need the need for speed why is that playing super duper slow <laughs> i i said this whole time and uh, it didn't work. All right, cool, awesome, sweet. I was <laughs> awesome, sweet. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, this was bad match mixed with Top Gun, mixed with Mario Kart. Thank you, Kenny Loggins, for 
playing really slow for some reason. I I hate this. They uh, need to smuggle the top gun, the Rex top gun arc, uh, into somehow, into like where Bad Batch season two. Yeah, like where he races against like a, you know, like just just put Rex in a Y wing, have him like fly over a, because uh, he was supposed to fly over a Y wing over a droid fighter or something or like a separatist human pilot and do like a do a version of like uh, flipping the bird like Maverick does in the original movie, which you know. Just do that. That would be awesome. Like, I, we we need to see what the Star Wars version of flipping the bird is. Like that, you know. <laughs> just, I want to. Yeah, I want to know what it is. I, I yeah. It's people have said like they could just like repurpose those lost Clone Wars arcs into the show, because uh, a lot of people have been saying you could do the Kashyyyk arc that way in this one and just change it up a little bit. Which I really we are going to Kashyyyk. We are going to Kashyyyk probably because of Gunji. So that's very possible. Oh, I just I'm so excited about Gunji, man. Like I'm so, that, I, I'm I am so, so looking I'm so looking forward to seeing that little Wookiee again. Like I hope there's more of them there as well. Like Gunji is if just I had to guess, just... I think I know which episode he's gonna show off in just based on what on something I have happening Interesting. in the future. Which I'll I'll mention Ooh. at the end of the show. But like again, we, we brought up the the course and like or the race and everything like from the course, the neon colors, uh Kevin Kiner's score. It just all it reminded me of a mixture of like we said the pod racing scene and then also the speeder chase on Coruscant Attack of the Clones. Like if they me- mm. like melded those two together, which yes. are again they're two of my favorite sequences in all of Star Wars. So of course this was going to be really awesome to see. But again, there was part of me. It's like oh, it lasted for like you could just tell like as soon as the race began and he was in last, I was like, there's no there's no suspense here. At mm. least for me, <laughs> at least for me. Like it, it's it is a weird complaint to have because like of course he's gonna win. But oh yeah, there the was no time. suspense. There was a little suspense for me, but even though I knew he was gonna win, I was like, I'm still enjoying the fuck out of it. Yeah, because I'm like, they're not gonna end the episode with Sid like off on like another planet or on like unless that's like the start of an arc or anything. But like, I just had a feeling by the way the episode was going that like that's w- what was going to happen and it did and yeah. it was still really fun to watch uh but again there was just again it's just something about the, i feel like they went the safe route for almost everything in this episode which was unfortunate until we got to the end which we will talk about but the race was just so fun like i i, I can't even deny it. it it was a blast getting to see uh the whole track and, and just feel like a a sequel to the the pod racing like i said and then Jet Venom, like one such a unlikable, like such a dislikable name, like immediately, like just uh, Jet Venom. So to yeah. see him just like lose, it was great to even like to someone that's not even using these weapons. It yeah. was awesome. Also, oh, they're slowing also, me like, down. Tech, the way Tech beats them as well, like just like sidestepping at the last minute because of his speed. That was just really cool. That yeah. was a it, it was it, just it was a really nice finish yeah. to it. And then. uh the text line at the end is like, "Oh, Techie won." He's like, "Were there ever any doubts or whatever no, yeah. that line?" You was? sound surprised. You sound surprised, and I'm like, "Wow!" It's like this man, like... yeah, because like, but he knows I, it, and I love it. I think the thing I, I kind of identified the thing I like the most about Tech now is the character, and I think it's his adaptability because he's supr- he is, despite seeming very rigid, because obviously there's a lot of people who co who have kind of seen a bit of the like neurodivergent coding with tech you know given that he's very logical he doesn't really kind of pick up on social cues like you know when 
um Wanda Sykes character was like flirting with him at the start. He he was completely oblivious. He was, you know, she's like, hello, brown eyes. And he's like, well, we all have brown eyes. <laughs> but he is surprisingly adaptable to a situation. Like when he when he had that sequence with the Serenian in, in um the second episode, and he's presented with the idea, oh, we're not all separatists, we're just we're 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 seren we're Serenians. He's like, hmm. And then he immediately adjusts and affixes the thing. And actually, like, views that person views that person as like a human being in a first and a separatist second. Um, and he does the same here. Like the moment he kind of like he thinks about racing, he just kind of adjusts to the whole idea of the track. He he plans out a strategy and everything. And you know, it, it's it's really cool. It's it's cool to see, especially with the kind of like you know, as someone who is neurodivergent myself, to to see that kind of character be actually shown to be adaptable i feel like it kind of subverts the stereotype a little bit because like yeah. the bat the bad batch are supposed to be kind of arch that's the fun of them they're all these kind of arch seemingly arch stereotypes but i think the fun is in finding all of these little new angles because then you can kind of that's how you kind of make them feel more distinct as characters especially like because that's why everyone loves crosshair because crosshair crosshair is cold and ruthless but like that's actually putting that character in a, in a position where he supports the evil side has been interesting to watch because you're like constantly wondering like why why is he why is he mm -hmm. like this why is he continuing to support these people and it's just it's cool i'm hope i'm hoping we get more episodes like this though that peel peel the layers back a bit more and just reveal new sides to each of the characters yeah that would be really nice if we do get episodes this season that focus on each individual members of the batch because you could argue that like spoils yeah. of war and runes of war were like echoes episodes but yeah. like and then this was tex and then solitary clones obviously was crosshair so if we get like wrecker uh to have some because i feel like hunter like he had he was like it was either him or omega for the main character of last season so yeah. if we like split that up this season i'll be very happy with it like i said i just wish that there was a bit more of a connection to what we had seen so far in the last yeah. couple episodes and not just a complete on its own bottle episode type of scenario but two things i want to bring up uh first of all is uh az living his good life uh as the waiter he always dreamed he could be at the beginning of the episode i love that they still are showing that because i thought he'd be like like he'd be like uh, um a member of the group this year also just real quick has anyone checked on gonky like where's he been he hasn't been in this season at all. Like, where is he? That's a good point. I haven't seen. I haven't seen yeah, him. Maybe sure. like, maybe in the Wrecker episode, it could be like a a team up between him and Gonky. Because you yeah. know, we, we know he likes to work out with that guy. You know, like use yeah, him as exactly. a weightlift, which is I still think is so hilarious that he used Gonky as like a weightlift. Brilliant. But I I did love those scenes of like Tech looking out at the race and like trying to strategize it in his mind and then yeah. you have Ben Schwartz being like oh human you don't understand riot racing and then he just takes it and like it was it was a really great moment for for Tech as a character to have this race uh, and to have this moment of like like you said just the realization that like hey like I have these skills I can use them for something and hopefully that leads to. So why are we still just being used as hired guns as mercenaries when we could be doing so much more to help out our brothers or whatever the heck they want to do there? Um, and when they eventually get word that Cody has gone AWOL, it's, it, it'll be very nice. And I hope that's what it's leading to here. 
that's another thing I would have loved if we had, because every episode so far has had one clone start to push away. Yeah. So we had Wilco in the first episode in the premiere, and then Cody last week. If we, if say one of the people in the crowd or another one of the racers was a abandoned clone trooper, that would have been really cool. I think that's. I think I kind of identified why maybe the episode was a bit, uh, maybe a little didn't work for you as well, Andrew. Because like I would say, yeah, I think if one thing I would say is that like if they had, uh, maybe had a more like, given the character, given the more other races like more personality, like besides the the two rivals like Jet Venom and the other guy, I think maybe that would have made given it bigger stakes because you would have felt like there were more characters for tech to overcome. But also, Possibly. like you said, I think the fact that it didn't further the overall plot of the season a lot more because like the solitary clone was like a, an aside seemingly, but it really furthered things because we saw what was happening with the empire and we saw we saw the empire encroaching on more worlds we saw like ma massive development with cody we know that's going to come back around you know that's probably going to be why rex gets in contact with the batch again yeah so like the, maybe the like a things... stinger at the end but also yeah. character is story it is exactly story, but yeah. character is definitely story and i do say i do think that it is it is still furthering things but just differently yeah. because it's it's setting up like we said that whole thing with sid like we're, we're, we're exactly. clearly I think we'll like, look back on this episode and, and and be like, oh, yeah, this was actually kind of setting up a lot more. I hope so, because the two things I've loved the most about this season so far have been the Empire transition stuff and then also the changing oh. of perspectives with the Republic and the Separatists Same. with the Clone Wars. Yeah. So to have none of that was a little bit of a, like, oh, that's a bummer. But yeah. like, And I'm fine with different stories and stuff. What it reminded me of, and I hope it doesn't turn into that, is because my two least favorite episodes of last season were the one on Raxus, which retroactively I like a lot more because it's tied into the Sereno stuff and then also mm -hmm. with the Solitary Clone. So I'm like, okay, now I see what they're going with there. Like That's set up a lot to get us from point A to point B of showing the Separatists in a different light. The other one I did not like at all was the infested episode where they were like <sighs> stuck in the mines and they had all those spiders and stuff. Yeah, and I that didn't like that at all. Nothing. I so I'm very like worried. I'm very worried that this is going to be a that type of scenario where we have this here and it just leads to nothing. Yeah, I'm hoping well, I mean, I'm wrong, and I yeah. think everything that you're saying about how important this is going to be for Tech's character and the stuff with Sid has me optimistic. But I'm just, yeah. I have. Fears and flashbacks of that again, because that's the only episode where I truly was like, no, that sucked. So like, I'm really yeah. hoping that it's not that. And I didn't think like, oh, it, I, I hated this. I was just like, eh, it was fine. Not for me. Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly. totally fine. But I again, I'm like everything you said there. The whole I'm, time like, I'm just wa I'm just watching it like everyone's loving this. What am I missing? <laughs> like what is like what what's happening here? Oh, uh, like yeah, um, I know I know what you mean. <laughs> but but yeah, to talk about that Sid scene at the end, one I was worried because you had Jet like turn his blaster. I'm like, is this episode gonna end with Sid dying? Like, are they gonna like do that with us? Yeah, uh, that would have been a that would have been crazy. <laughs> That would have been nuts. It's just boom, Sid down. It's like, what just happened? Like, that would have been like, that's one way to get the show moving again. Um, is to force them to not be mercenaries anymore because Sid is gone. 
Also, we got introduced to Wanda Sykes in the first episode. And she just hasn't been there. Like, where, where, where's yeah. Wanda? Where's so space random. Wanda Sykes? The, she just showed up. I, I mean, it's I like, said oh, we got that... Wanda Smooth. Have her record a line real quick. We'll show in the. That's my I question. Do yeah. you think the reason why Sid has stuck around so long is because Rhea Perlman is voicing her, and they just want to get as much out of her as they possibly can? Maybe. I would say maybe. Uh, I think I because I think like based on all the foreshadowing, like yes, I said earlier that like she'll probably do a Lando and uh, betray the batch and then help them again. But she could also go the way of like um, for anyone who's played uh, the game Star Wars Bounty Hunter, she's she's kind of similar in a lot of respects to like uh, Jango Fett's like um, uh, pa- uh, pal Roz, who like she's a Toydarian. She gives him all his she gives him a lot of the, his his bounty assignments like bounties he can pick up and stuff so like she's sort of like a confidant this kind of like rough around the edges person uh so she could kind of like for anyone who's played that game she could kind of go the same way as Roz in terms of where her character ends up that's I'll all be i'll interested say in seeing where it goes i'm just like at, at some point i'm like like where are we going with this like yeah. is this going to be the direction for the entire show which i don't think anyone thinks it's going to be but yeah. like if we go like most of this season and they're still with Sid, I'm going to be yeah. like, where, what is the direction here? And do they know what the direction is? Because I'm, yeah. I'm assuming we're going to get a season three, but then again, I thought the same thing about resistance. So like, like I I'm just, I'm just curious. Cause if this does end up being the last season and it's the majority of which is spent there, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Thankfully, I don't think that's going to be the case, No, but because at least with resistance they like said ahead of time like two days before season two started they were like oh yeah by the way this is the last season um and we haven't had any of that for bad batch yet but like it is interesting with a lot of these disney plus shows like not knowing like if there's going to be a continuation afterwards with a lot of them like at least we're not netflix yeah. yeah exactly we're oh hey we got three seasons planned nope Sorry. We're just going to, yeah, just cancel it after one. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like a lot, like for some of the MCU shows, it's it definitely been this, but like with Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi, we were both like, is this the end of the story or are we going to get a second season? And yeah. for us to like, we still don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Book of Boba Fett we're not going to, but like Kenobi, we still don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then with this, it's like, is this going to be the last one or like, or are they going to continue it? So I get the I'm sense that it will be. I th- I think we're getting at least one more season yeah. of Bad Batch for sure. Like, because I feel like there's another season's worth of story. Like, once you once you move on from the whole Sid thing, I feel like they're building to because we still because Rex is clearly playing a role in it. We've got to find out. We've got to bridge Rex in this like militantly fighting the Empire yeah. to like Rex like chilling with his boys Gregor and Wolf on that ATTE. Uh, you know, just fishing, just fishing. <laughs> yeah, we've got to kind of like we've got to bridge the gap there. Exactly. So I, I feel like there's another season's like worth the show of story. Is it like it's not going to end until we get fully into the full-on stormtrooper, like yeah. with the empires, uh, and then the fact that there's still a bunch of clones there, and yeah. then they're just slowly integrating the TK troopers into it makes me think that we're not done just yet. But yeah. I don't know. The fact that they haven't really said what the plan is, um. But I don't know. Like that's just me being like, okay, where where are we going here? Because I'm like, this Sid stuff is taking a bit. But if it, if they are hitting towards some some change here, I am pretty excited. 
because this is Same. going to be uh interesting. Okay, I am looking at something on Wikipedia and this is interesting because it says that one of the Trandoshans in this episode was one of the ones from Wookiee Hunt that died. Oh. And now he's oh, here alive. It could just be a reused character model. They do yeah. they do, do that a lot with, with animation. Like I I I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that in um like I think the Raxus episode or, or the Ryloth. There's like there are character models that get reused like that. And I feel like one of the I feel like that makes sense. I, yeah, because I don't think he had a speaking role or anything. I think he was just in the crowd. So yeah. no, yeah, that that then it's absolutely a reused yeah, character so model. At, yeah. And we were wondering, because like people always bring up like, oh, they wouldn't just make these models for one scene. Like we had with when we were talking about Blue Shadow Virus this week, it's like you really made that angel model for just that one scene. Exactly. One that I am so like curious about is Clone Wars season seven. We have that split second scene where Maul is talking to holograms and Dryden Voss is there. And I'm like, they wouldn't just use that model for just that one scene, would they? So I am like convinced at some point that Crimson Dawn's going to show up in this show, but I don't yeah. know when because it's not making any sense in the narrative right now. So I'm like, or is it a different show? I don't know. But I'm like, well, that would be cool if they go from like Sid to Crimson Dawn to yeah. fighting. But I'm like, maybe just for like a two episode arc or something. Like I don't, I don't know because I I think they need to get out of the mercenary phase like soon. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm hoping that it leads to more and more clone troopers rising up. Yeah, uh, which because that's the best. Be that's been there. the best thing so far. Like it's you know, been like, so great. Exactly. Hopefully, but, Hauser shows up again. Oh, I'd like to see. Yes, I'm holding Jeez. out hope that that dude's still alive. Cool. <laughs> that man in his beautiful hair. I need him back in my life. Um, Maybe like a prison break episode where like Rex and Cody and the Batch help bust Hauser and yes. some of his guys out of like Uvu Four or something. Like I. I'd like a Uvu for Prison Break. I, that I miss that asteroid. You know what prison. I'd love? Because uh, I was talking to Chloe and she was just finishing up Avatar The Last Airbender this week for the first time. Sweet. I and still haven't used got... to finish season one. Oh, it's so good. It uh, is very so good. You're not going to know what I'm talking about here, but Connor, have you seen the show? Okay. Twice. Twice. Okay. Nice. So she got to the Boiling Rock like prison episodes for the first time. I want that in Star Wars. Give me that. Like Rex and Cody breaking them out of the uh, the Imperial prison would be so cool if like you had some of the batch there with them. Um, but I am I am admittedly like I am liking the style they're going of. You don't need to have every character here every episode, and because they have sixteen episodes per season, they're allowed to get away with that. If yes. this had like the Mando eight episode style, I'd be like, no, mm -mm, no, this can't happen. You're, yeah, you're like we, you just no. But we saw how it worked out. It's for animation. Yeah, animation is exactly. just built different. It's it's built different. Exactly. It's a great way of wording it. But yeah, no, like it was it was a fun time. Uh, everyone loved it. I just wish, <laughs> I just, <laughs> just wish I liked it more than everyone. But yeah. it was it was fine. I, it not, was, nothing's not everything's gonna hit for everyone. Exactly. Admittedly, exactly. I will say, talking about it, I like it more now. There, there is a lot about this episode that I did really enjoy. It's just, I don't know. It, it, yeah. it doesn't have the, the vibes missing were off. piece. Yeah, it doesn't have the missing piece that I wish it did. 
Um, yeah. but fair enough. I, I do, I do have to to get things done soon. So I think we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, thank you for joining us for another installment of our Bad Batch recap. Another coveted installment of the Under an Hour Club. This is two this month. What is this show? This is completely different. Changing. Um, I, exactly. I feel honored to it's be a changing. part of this. Of yes, exactly. We are we are built different in 2020. Changing times, changing galaxies. Times exactly. Um, we are transitioning from the Republic to the Empire. The Empire keeps their podcasts under an hour. Uh, so if you guys want to just let the people know where they can find you, uh, Connor, start things off. Sure. Uh, Instagram at conmanjfo. Twitter and Hive, both at Depa Banana. Um, I co-host at the Nerd Academy podcast with a co with a guest who's shown up here, Jared the Dark Jedi, over at our Star Wars show called Knights of the Nerd Republic. We talk Star Wars there. Go check us out. Um, SWEditorIG.com slash fiction. I don't have any stories out yet, but we do have over 10 stories published on the fiction website um and they're all really great don has one i have a few in development one i can talk about is called the knight's welcome uh it's coming out in march it's set a few months after the events of fallen order and i'll just read the synopsis a fateful encounter with a mysterious being leads cal kestis to discover secrets of the force he once thought impossible and as i mentioned previously in this in this show um, I will be on a Star Wars Explained live stream with my oh! co-host Jared on February 1st talking awesome. the Bad Batch episode that comes out that day, which I think is called Tribe. That is awesome. So that, that's yeah. going to be like the Gunji episode. That probably will be the Gunji episode. You got to shout us out. Got to gotta include For the Republic in the... Uh... Oh, you know I will. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I chatted with Alex a little bit on my uh, on the live stream he did of uh, Fallen Order. He's a cool dude. No, yep. I love Alex. They they've been my Alex and Molly have been my two favorite people in the community for years now. So that's super exciting that you got to have a little bit. That's twice now in the past year because you talked Kenobi on uh, nights. Yep, and now this, uh, which is which is pretty sick. And then Jared is Jared. Obviously, he we talked Bad Batch with them. Well, I did uh, for the premiere, which was awesome. I wonder what I he thinks of to... this episode because he hates <laughs> tech. So I wonder if he was as miserable. No, I wonder if he was as miserable. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, Don, how about you? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Donovan Mead. I tweet Star Wars, uh, Marvel, Doctor Who, politics. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, Donovan underscore McComish. It's been inactive, but I'm trying to get back into the habit of using it. Uh, Hive also uh, at Donovan McComish. And uh, like Connor and Andrew, I'm, you can find me on SWEditorIG.com. I've written several articles for the site, including uh, some uh, speculation piece about like where a Kenobi Season 2 could go, in my opinion. Um and I've also written a story for uh, SWEF, Scars of War. It follows a clone trooper named Blister who encounters a Jedi survivor of Order 66, uh, the niece of Plo Koon, 
Sharkoon. Uh, it was a lot of fun to write. Uh, if you enjoy exploring the aftermath of Order sixty six, which not it hasn't been to everyone's taste. I I feel like with the trailer, but you know, if, for those who are interested in post Order sixty six exploration, definitely check it out. I uh, I hope you I hope you yeah, get something from it. It was a blast to write, and Jake did some amazing artwork oh, for it. So I have good. to shout that out. I just right, remembered it. something I forgot to plug because it's relevant to today's episode. Oh, yes. Yes. I know um, what you're going to plug. The fact... So, for those who don't know, the writer of this episode was Matt yeah, Mignovitz. Yeah. Uh, I did an interview with the guy like two years... Two years ago? year and a half ago. Uh, it's on the site. I did an interview with him. Talked about Fallen Order. Check that out. Gotcha. It's a really good interview. Oh, and like last thing to shout out, I am also like Connor. I am a question writer for Star Wars Epic Confrontations, which is like a head-to-head -head right. trivia thing. I think thing. they dropped an episode today. We, yeah, you, they, they yeah. we just dropped an episode today. It was like a team battle, Big Chungus, uh, which is which Versus is Baggers Olden and Diaz. Smash and yeah, uh, Olden Diaz. Don Olden... <laughs> contributed to the demise of one of those teams. Oh, oh no. it was it was so good like yeah i'll have I'm to gonna like, watch that later tonight when i get back home yeah uh, it was gonna a, be fun it was a fun time as for myself you can find me on all socials twitter instagram tiktok at starlight andrew you can also follow the podcast on twitter at for the repub pod and on instagram and tiktok at for the republic pod i've been posting a lot of clips lately so get those going uh you can follow us on youtube for the republic podcast like i said we had our uh, first episode back in a while of our Clone Wars recaps, talking about the Blue Shadow Virus, which is another one of my favorite ones we've done. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we will be back uh, next week, assuming Don's laptop doesn't get pissed on again, to talk about the <laughs> Ryloth arc. Uh, but if not, you'll see us uh, back here next week to talk about the Bad Batch once more. So until then, see you guys later, and may the Force be with you, always. Always.